0: Welcome to Same Team Forever, where we spend time with you talking about real-life relationship scenarios from a biblical and psychological point of view. Same Team family, welcome. It is Josh and Dr. Britt. We have missed you guys, and we are Hello. back. We are back. We are back. Hey, we are jumping right into, this is a four-part series, even though it doesn't quite line up with the episodes that you're reading, but this is part three of a Four part series. If you have missed the two because there's four parts, because there's four parts, they're uh, they're quadrants or something like that. Stop. Anyway, we uh, if you missed the first two, they're available for you. Go jump back in and check out the first of the four, which is emotional security. It was the first one, the second show, which was last week, um, is protecting quality time. And being active with your dialogue this week, we build on top of those two. Dr. Britt, we are what?
1: We are creating and maintaining a high positive to negative interaction ratio.
0: I love that I got the doctor to read that because initially I'm confused. I don't even know what that is.
1: What in the world does that even mean, Josh?
0: So creating and maintaining high positive negative ratios, guys, it's something that's a lot more simple than it sounds. And so Brittany, that's really what I wanted to jump into is, is there's so much data that backs this up and really breaks down the importance of interaction in our relationships. Every time we have an interaction is either a positive outcome or a negative outcome, you know, and, and throughout the day, whether it's be a text message or phone call emails, even that we exchange today, and then being face to face from getting ready this morning to Uh, you know, the evening times, we have so many different interactions throughout the day. And now it's time to be cognizant or at least aware that they can have a positive or negative impact on our relationship and what that means.
1: True. That was a lot of words.
0: Lots of words.
1: Lots of words.
0: Lots of words. And so let me kind of uh, give you a scenario, STF family out there. So um, what I want to use as a template is
1: our life.
0: Yes, our life. So um, lots of couples like us Brit, have polarizing personalities. They sure do. And what that simply means is what was attractive to Brittany about me when we were dating hasn't changed. I'm pretty much a lot of the same guy. And the things pretty that, much. Pretty much. And the things that attracted me about to Brit, about Brit, when we were dating, she hasn't really changed much either. But what's interesting about polarizing personalities is what attracted us to each other initially, fast forward in relationship, or actually can actually and does become a source of conflict later in the game.
1: That's right. The thing that first drew you to your partner is now something that is annoying. Why do you do that? What's wrong with you? Why can't you be more like me? But we don't say, why can't you be more like me? But we definitely think that.
0: Exactly. And even for for Brittany, like, I love how, now I do, I love how intentional and strategic Brittany is. I've joked around for many years calling her the girl that has Excel spreadsheets for her Excel spreadsheets. And that's because, y'all, I'm a bullet without a barrel. Y'all,
1: that's why we have money in the bank account.
0: Yes. I'm the guy that swipes it. And if it goes through, you know, keep swiping it until it melts.
1: What is wrong with you tonight?
0: This is what happens when you record late in the evening. You never know who you're going to get.
1: <laughs> Somebody drunk.
0: And they don't even drink. So Brittany is incredibly strategic a thinker. That's just how she thinks. Her, her brain processes that way. And that was something that was really, really, really attractive to me initially because I thought I saw her and thought, man, I really love how organized she is, how how she, um, her folders have folders, her Excel sheets, the way that she thinks. She's always thinking ahead. There's a game plan. There's a reason and rhyme for everything that she does. That's awesome. And then fast everything forward. Everything she does. Yes, everything she does. Everything she does. But fast forward about a year and a half, and it literally became, which is not a very long, long period of time, but it literally became something that I had to work through, because I'm sitting here going, why, what, what is wrong? Like, why do you, why do your exp- spreadsheets, why do you need a spreadsheet for this, this, and this? Why are you even looking at those things? And it became a source of conflict in me, for us. And the same thing goes for Brit. Is that I, I'm very outspoken, extrovert that uh, historically can have a conversation with a wall and get something out of it. And Brittany was attracted to that initially. And then fast forward into our relationship, into our marriage, and sometimes when a brilliant introvert just needs a little peace and quiet, and she married Tigger.
1: Y'all want to hear a funny story? Okay. I'm going to tell you a funny story. Shots fired before they're fired. I'm going to tell you. So on our honeymoon...
0: This was morning one, I think.
1: And yeah, it was. And we didn't live together pre-marriage or anything like that. On our honeymoon night one in Mexico. Morning one. <clears throat> Sorry, morning one, my bad.
0: Y'all, I'm a morning person. Judge me if you want to.
1: So, we're in Mexico at this beautiful all-you-can-eat inclusive resort, magical place. It is epic and on vacation you know what you do you sleep in that's what you do on vacation what does josh do wakes me up at like i don't know seven in the morning
0: pretty sure it was like five fifteen. but go ahead
1: jumping on the bed like tigger just jumping all around me <laughs> And I was completely... Yo,
0: I was excited. I'm uh, hitched. I'm in, like, paradise. Let's go have fun.
1: I was completely out. And I can't even remember. I don't remember where the passage is other than in Proverbs. And I didn't open my eyes, and I didn't say anything other than this. Proverbs says, a loud voice in the morning is like a curse.
0: Clanging cymbals, I'm pretty sure, is what I got. And the funny thing is you quote that to me at 5 something in the morning in the pitch dark of our room while I'm excited and ready to go have fun on the first day of our honeymoon, not even opening your eyes. (laughs) You quote that to me. That's
1: because the Bible is in me, babe.
0: And then she said, if you want to live.
1: No. I said, if you intend to stay married for the rest of your life.
0: That's what she said, not what I heard.
1: You will knock it off.
0: Anyway, we digress. That's a rabbit hole. But clearly,
1: hey. We have different personalities. Polarized
0: personalities. Completely different. But it's what drew us together. And fast forward, it can become and it actually will become. It's very normal for that to become a source of conflict in your relationship. So don't be blown away when that happens if it hasn't happened already.
1: And it happens for us on a semi-regular basis because by nature, I am a lot more chill than Josh is. So sometimes he just gets in these moods where he is bouncing off the walls. Watch it, buddy. Just being bananas, saying all the stuff, doing these crazy things. And if I'm honest, my natural inclination is like, stop, leave me alone, quit whatever you're doing. I don't know. (laughs) Like, no. But my challenge for me... Is to push myself to go, all right, Brittany, get out of your normal headspace, which is serious a lot, and play with your husband. Have fun.
0: Have fun with him. Because really quickly, in that scenario, Brittany, you you could choose to see that otherwise. And over time, and sometimes that, I do. that could potentially squish the fun that's in me, which is what was attractive to you from the very beginning.
1: Yes, Ironically, this is just a side note because I'm going to tell you about my family for a second. Ironically, me and my brother are both strategics on the strength finders. And we are pretty serious. And Garrett's more serious than me. So I'm more fun. That's what I'm saying. But because Garrett and I are both so serious, we ended up, both of us, married woos. Number one, woo on strength finders, which means winning others over to let you know how wooey these woos are that we married. They even call themselves the Wu-Tang Clan.
0: Listen, don't don't be upset because people like us. We like to have fun, and uh, we, will, we will go wherever the fun is.
1: My point is opposites attract. Yes. We are drawn to each other. We need each other. We are compliments to each other. That's how God designed it. And yet these can become really frustrating.
0: Absolutely can. And we actually had, I know we've told a couple of stories, but we actually had that interaction just a couple of days ago in church service. We had conflict <laughs> in church. It was awesome, you guys. And
1: Not us. The
0: funny part about it is um, uh, uh, a friend of ours who was serving as an usher Witnessed the whole thing and then came over afterwards and acknowledged that he saw what had happened. And long story short, I like to sit in the bowl, which is kind of the elevated section of the seating because I feel like I get to sit closer to everybody that I want to sit with. Hence, extrovert. Be close to people that I'm friends with. Down on the floor, because we're still post-COVID, it's a little bit more spread out. But Britt wanted to sit on the floor. And so we had this conflict in the stair, on the stairs, at church. Really goofy thing. And uh, it was an eight for me. I really wanted to sit in the normal spot because I knew all Josh of our couples intense. would sit there.
1: Josh got intense really fast. Like zero to 60 in 2.5 seconds, which normally that's me, just so we're clear.
0: Yeah. But at the same time, it was not a hill that I was willing to die on, even though it was an eight for me which is really high.
1: Um, you're saying even though it was an eight for you, let, let me tell couples what we do. Josh is actually scaling the level of the problem, and this is something that we learned from um, doctors Les and Leslie Parrott, and they, what they do is they teach people to scale the problem. So you're not fighting about something that, Isn't actually a thing that you care about because some people fight over threes, which are not that important because they want to win, not because they actually care about it. So this was an eight for Josh. Pretty high.
0: Yeah, but again, not a hill worth dying on. So we ended up sitting on the floor like Brittany wanted to. But funny thing is, is someone we knew saw us, even though the lights were down low and we were in worship and, you know, whatever.
1: What I want to say, though, is what he saw happen with us. And I think this is the important part to me because, yes, we have conflict. Yes, we're human. But he goes, I saw her put her hands on your face and um, like like lovingly, like you would with with your kiddo or something. Like a caress
0: of a hand on either cheek. Just look me in the eyes and I want to tell you something.
1: And I was like, listen, I don't want to fight about this. We love each other. We're on the same team. I don't want to fight about this. And it wasn't it wasn't because I wanted Josh to come to my side or to be to do what I wanted him to do. It was literally because I did not want to fight about it. And so like he said, he came down. We went and sat on the floor and what a lot of couples would choose to do in that moment is be angry with each other. I had to force you to do this. You forced me to do this. I didn't want to do this. So definitely uh, they may not have even made it to the floor together. But when we got on the floor and we were in worship, we held hands probably for two of the songs because we were communicating to each other that even though we were in conflict, even though we clearly had different points of view about what was happening, We were still on the same team.
0: Yeah, I would go as far, Britt, as even saying the conflict that we had stayed right there on the stairs where we had it. And by the time we got to our seat, it was pretty much just over.
1: Yep. We did talk about it later in the car because it was important for us to kind of debrief that situation In where did it go wrong? What are our points of view so we could really understand each other? Because that's important so it doesn't resurface later. Um, But we we chose each other. And so in thinking about this high positive to negative ratio is. In service, we had that negative ratio, and then I touched Josh's face, and that was a positive. And then we held hands, and that was a positive. And we kept undoing this negative thing that happened with positives on top of it.
0: Yeah, you guys. And here's the big takeaway if you're taking notes, if you're driving, don't take notes, just listen closely. Pull
1: over and take it.
0: The ratio of a successful, satisfactory, even pleasant and joyful relationship is only five to one. Five, five positive interactions to every one negative interaction. If we can consistently hit that over an extended amount of time, the data backs up. It actually, the data says that we are much more likely to have a satisfactory, fun, connected, attached, authentic, authentic relationship. And that we'll be closer together and same team.
1: Well, and this isn't just like, oh, snap, I made a mistake. So now I need to do five things. This is I'm going to, on a regular basis, continually connect with you, continually love on you, continually want to be close to you. And then when we have this negative interaction, it doesn't really take away from our relationship And we're able to repair it very quickly because we have a high balance in our bank account.
0: That's good. That's really good. Our emotional bank account. The emotional bank account. And I want to give you guys one more tool that we've talked about before, but I really want to nail it into this high positive to negative interaction ratio. And that's in every scenario, one. To preface this, every decision we make from the moment we wake up to the moment we go to bed is based on an emotion. Uh, any guy that wants to have that conversation with me, I'll gladly have that conversation. But with that said, in a scenario where there's conflict, we have three options with our partner. We can turn towards them, we can turn away from them, or we can turn against them. And that's actually from Dr. Gottman. But to give you what that means, our story of our conflict on in the in church, was us turning towards each other, meeting each other where right where we are, being open and vulnerable with how we felt, addressing it, and then moving forward together. That's turning towards one another. Turning away, Dr. Brittany, is a scenario where if we come home from work and someone's had a hard day and wants to share emotionally that their boss was a jerk or this person did that, and I don't have the capacity or I don't share the fact that I'm caring or want to know about your emotions and maybe I just kind of blow you off like honey that, that really stinks I, you know, that, that, that sucks. I'm, you know, that sucks I'm sorry and I walk out of the room that's a form of turning away, it doesn't have to be something that's mean or aggressive, it can just be a discount it can be a write off it's, it's when your partner realizes or feels like they weren't heard or they're not validated by feeling the way they felt, so that's turning away and then turning against is like a battlefield You get that. Uh, Turning against is we get defensive and then we actually could get offensive. And before you know it, um, conflict turns into actual fighting. So turning towards, turning away, and turning against are the options that we have in the midst of any piece of conflict. But keeping in mind that it only takes a 5 to 1 positive to negative ratio with our interactions Sets us on a path to successful, satisfactory, joy-filled relationship. How about that?
1: And it just takes your choice. This isn't magic. This isn't wave your magic wand around, do three spins, throw some fairy dust, and, and do a burpee. This is you just choose each other. You choose kindness. You choose to not... Give your spouse the leftovers of what you already gave to your coworkers and your friends and all of those things. It's choosing them.
0: Absolutely. Guys, we hope this was uh, shed some light on some areas to draw you closer to your partner. Um, we are all about same team. Hence that's what this is about drawing close to one another, seeing each other for who we are. We're going to speak same team over you and your relationship. Know that we care for you, that we pray for you. Dr. Brittany?
1: Y'all, if you think we're doing something that can help other people, share it.
0: All right, guys. We will talk to you soon. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) This is Josh with Same Team Forever, and we want to thank you for listening to the podcast. We so love relationships and are believing for God's best in your life. If you enjoyed today's conversation and don't want to miss another upload, subscribe to Same Team Forever podcast and take a few moments to leave us a review. Your reviews help us reach more relationships around the world. For more great relationship content, upcoming events, and more Life with the Lashuas, follow and like Same Team Forever
1: on Instagram and Facebook or visit sameteamforever.com.